we've been living through Mercury and retrograde uh, the past few weeks, and it just happens to have coincided while I've been uh, guest uh, running the board on behalf of Troll Towelhead. So it has been an interesting experience, <laughs> to say the least. This has been, we were just chatting before the show uh, with Miss Athena and Lara, that this really is one of the uh, Mercury and retrograde for the record. It has been so bizarre between miscommunications, emails that have been supposed to be sent out, but they don't get sent out, uh, things getting lost, uh, it's been things not the electronics just failing entirely. It's 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 absolutely fascinating. A little bit about Mercury retrograde. I think some of the uh, anxiety about Mercury retrograde is very modern. Uh, it's it coincides, I think, in many ways with the rise of social media and uh, this kind of new wave of of astrological uh, fixation. And you see a lot of uh, sort of younger uh, astrologers in particular really emphasize Mercury in retrograde. And, oh, man, Mercury is, is in retrograde again, and a lot of kind of anxiety. And certainly Mercury in retrograde indicates, as anyone who has experienced the past few weeks, a lot of things going wrong. But the reality is that Mercury is going in retrograde very frequently. It goes in Mercury. It goes in retrograde a lot. Um, and so one of the things that traditional astrology does is it, it teaches you to, to treat retrogrades as a sort of shift in the tide. And your job is to kind of learn how to swim with that tide uh, and recognize that it's it just headed in a different direction uh, and things will go back the way it is once you've passed this kind of period. Uh, and so I do want to kind of put that out there for those that are really panicking about Mercury in retrograde. It's a, it's a crazy time. Trust me, we all feel it. We all know it. Uh, but it's not a time to, to panic. In the olden days, when Mercury was in retrograde, it generally meant, you know, you would avoid doing long-term business contracts uh, or long-term journeys, but it didn't mean you stopped your business entirely. Um, you still continued to do it. You just took in mind that things might take a little bit longer uh, or whatnot. So it's, it's been an interesting few weeks. We're almost out of it. A couple more days left, and then we are, we are back to back to normal. Uh, let's bring on the wonderful Miss Athena as our guest co-host. We have uh, had a wonderful uh, sort of treat having these great guest co-hosts. Last week we had Deacon Millet. This week we have Miss Athena, who has been uh, regularly in our chat uh, and has been uh, involved in this radio show for quite some time. Uh, so we're very excited to have you. Welcome, Miss Athena. Uh, what's new in, in your neck of the woods? Oh, well, thank you, Conjurman Ali. I appreciate that. Um, uh, what's new here is, well, I've been struggling, as with everyone else, with this Mercury retrograde. It's been it's <laughs> yeah. been quite brutal. Um, typically, I approach retrograde with a view towards this being a great time to reexamine, revisit, reflect, and, and just yes. rethink some things. It's a wonderful time to look back. Um, this one in particular, mm-hmm. we don't need to get into the details of what it's done. We're just glad to see it go. Um, I've been quite busy with my practice. I have a number of reading clients, mm-hmm. and I've got quite a few 
root working clients, and it's interesting. Um, every season seems to be the season for reconciliation, so there's a lot mm-hmm. of that work going on. But I'm also finding a number of people who are really questioning their jobs, their careers, their life choices, and mm-hmm. there's a lot of work that I've been doing for them for road opening and helping them uh, secure a job that they're looking for. There's an awful lot of employment work that uh, seems to be the latest ask. So I guess this is the time for people to rethink, reflect, Mm -hmm. (laughs) re-examine their career paths. So I've been really very blessed with some wonderful clients who are really um, turning to root work to help them find their next chapter. That's been wonderful. Oh, that's wonderful. And they they couldn't be in in better hands than with you. For those of you that are interested in Miss Athena and the work that she does, she is a member of AIR. Uh, She has... Uh, a profile there that you can check out, uh, a link that uh, Papa Newt has put in the chat room. But if you go to readersandrootworkers.org, you can see Miss Athena on the left-hand side under uh, Psychic Readers and Conjure Doctors, and she does a lot of wonderful work. You can look at um, uh, her bio as well as look at the various wonderful photos of, of the type of work that she does. So if you're interested in working with her and getting a reading, there is a profile there that you can connect with her too and we definitely highly recommend that you do so so we're excited to have you here as our guest co-host uh we'll have a very interesting conversation uh, let's bring on uh, laura uh, welcome back laura for your third uh stint here at the lucky mojo hoodoo root work hour glad to have you back uh, how's your week been from the last time we spoke oh is mm-hmm. laura there are we having a Maybe she's on mute. Lara, maybe you want to unmute your phone. Ah, see, it's a good thing I started this, this off by talking about Mercury in retrograde. <laughs> so that everyone is aware of, of what it is we are uh, going through. This is a live um, whenever, action whenever, example. <laughs> yeah, very live example of what is going on. Uh, it looks like uh, we actually have lost uh, Laura in the uh, queue, so I'll I'll talk a little bit uh, about mm-hmm. her. And hopefully, we'll get her back on the air shortly. Uh, let me see if I can. Actually, here we go. She's called back in. Uh, Laura, is that you? That's me. Hello. Wonderful. Welcome back. So we had a quick Hello. phone drop off, but we managed to get her back. As we said, Mercury is in retrograde, and you know it is what it is. So <laughs> welcome, Laura. Uh, how have you been? Thank how you has very your week much. been since we last spoke? It's, it's been really good. Um, my students are working through Trolldom, which is um, mm. one of the books published by Yippie, and is kind of mm-hmm. a little bit about what we'll be talking about this week. And we had some really great work. We did some mm. stopa divination. We went out and we were standing on earthbound rocks. We really enjoyed this week's practices and classes, and we had an excellent guest speaker come in on the topic of Nordic shamanism. So we've been doing a lot of really cool things. So I'm uh, just uh, wishing that at some point there'll be central air in this old Victorian. I miss it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, uh, this heat wave is not a joke. It's not a joke. People are... 
suffering through to the best of their ability. So we wish everyone uh, a, a cool rest of the summer. So let's get into our topic. We have a very fascinating topic, and I'm going to just do a brief intro to it, and then I'm going to turn this over to you, Laura, uh, and then we'll, we'll have Miss Athena jump in, and we'll have a nice conversation and discussion going. Um, we've been talking over the past three weeks about spirits in general. We started with uh, uh, spirits of the graveyard, uh, our ancestor spirits, we talked about ancestor spirits, and now we're talking about house spirits. When people think of spirits, they perhaps don't always think of the sort of varieties that exist out there um, and certainly don't consider uh, how complex spirits can be. Uh, spirits of the dead in particular form an important core of root work as well as spirits that are your ancestors. And in fact, those are the really the entities that people turn to the most, even more so than the saints. And don't be fooled by the uh, sort of popularity of saints online. That is really an online development of what was originally really just regional uh, popularity. You'd find it, for example, in places like Baltimore and uh, Louisiana as well, uh, where saints were really popular. But the rest of, of, of the country being predominantly uh, non-denominational or Protestant or evangelical or Southern Baptist didn't really work with the spirits. Instead, the dead and ancestors really came to the forefront. But there is another kind of group of spirits uh, that exists both in hoodoo and in worldwide uh, folklore, and that is house spirits, spirits that exist in your home. They can be spirits of the dead. They can certainly be other types of spirits. Land spirits, for example, can show up in your house as well, um, as well as other sort of domestic spirits. There's whole traditions, uh, uh, particularly in the Nordic, in the sort of northern European world, of ha certain entities that can do house chores and housework for you. So house spirits are an important kind of worldwide phenomenon, but not always talked about in sort of contemporary discourse. Um, as I started off my work as, as mostly as an exorcist, as a person who did a lot of cleansing work uh, of negative spirits on people and of places. And the most common spirit that, you know, people dealt with was actually house spirits. People would think that it was, you know, you know my great aunt so-and-so haunting us or this one. It's usually a house spirit, a spirit that was in the house or has been in the house for a long period of time and is perhaps not happy with its new inhabitants or the new inhabitants had done uh, something to offend. And so there was, there, whenever I did this sort of exorcism work, it was generally a lot of house spirits that we dealt with, learning how to lay down in uh, the Virginian church in particular called Ghostland, how to kind of lay down ghosts and, and quiet them down and help them to kind of move on. So the house spirits are a very important component of uh, working with spirit, but not one that everyone is familiar with. So let me turn this over to Laura and, and really kind of invite you to talk about what are house spirits uh, and how do you work with them? Thank you very much. One of the things I'd like to begin with that often comes up when people are new to working with house spirits or land spirits is a desire to classify them. The, are they Tomsky? Are they troll cats? Are they Lanvetier? Are they Fey? What are they? Seems to be an important step that new students or new practitioners dealing with these spirits go through. And my encouragement is to put that aside. 
learn to interact with the spirits that are interacting with you as if they were individuals and don't attempt to classify them right away because you never know exactly how they're going to present. So under that, because there's so many different cultures and because America is such a blended place, you're never really sure where your land or house spirits are coming from. There are certainly Mm. stories of us bringing spirits over on the boats, okay? There are spirits native to America. There's a wide variety of different types of spirits from different cultures and different traditions. So because we're in America and we can't always be sure, it's best to interact with them as if you've not met them before and you don't know their country of origin. So... How do you go about identifying some things that might tell you that you've got an unhappy spirit in your house? Um, Number one is often things will go missing. Many people talk about that's where all the extra socks in our dryer go. Where did the match pair of our Mm -hmm. socks go? Things not lighting, acting quirky, actions such as mercury and retrograde can often be the work of spirits in your home or in your area. And the best way to approach them, if you think there is a problem, is to set out offerings for them. And we've talked about Mm. offerings a great deal when we're talking Mm -hmm. about our ancestors. That process is very much the same for house spirits with one normal exception they often have a preference not to be up on altars. They like to Mm. be behind stoves, under cabinets, in closets. Other kind of smaller spaces seems to be a better place to try and feed them than up on your regular altars. Other than Mm. that, we're going to deal with them in the same manner as we have in the past. Some of them like dolls. Some of them can Mm. be captured in boxes. Some of them are attached to things like coins. They can be put in Mm -hmm. wallets. There's a huge Mm. range of traditions. I first came across the use of house spirits or spirits out of the um, Ashkenazi Jewish tradition when I was a little girl. And you can read a little bit about this in Sephardic Medical Lore, which is a Mm -hmm, wonderful mm -hmm. book, and it talks about what we call the beautiful people. And these are, Mm -hmm. well, they can be malicious spirits that like to cause trouble. And often they would be fixed or spoken to or cleansed. Mm -hmm. A person would be cleansed of their influence to break habits or actions that were of harm Mm -hmm. to the community. So if somebody was, Mm -hmm. you know, speaking out of turn and not saying Mm -hmm. nice things about another person in the congregation, one of the wise women of the community would go and and get these beautiful people off, encourage them to leave Mm -hmm. the girl alone, to get them on Mm -hmm. their way, to get them out of the house, or to placate Mm -hmm. them so that the woman would stop being Mm -hmm. under their influence 
and causing um, disruption in the congregation. So the variation is wide. In mm-hmm. Northern European, Northern Europe, you'll often mm-hmm. see house spirits that help with work. They're, you know, they, mm-hmm. uh, they help mm-hmm. get work done. They like the house clean. Um, and I'm going to turn this over back to you. Just the fun part yeah. is one of the ways my children always knew we had house elves is the cat started chasing them. So if you mm, invite a yeah. house elf in and your cats go crazy chasing something you might not be able to see, that could be an indication <laughs> that you've got a house spirit. Yes, yes this is actually absolutely excellent. And you rightly point out that there is, this is a, uh, a worldwide phenomenon. And for those of us that are that are historians, that work as historians of religion, uh, I would argue that house spirits are probably one of the oldest form of entity that exists in complex societies. Um, in many ways, they represent uh, the oldest form of connection with deities. Uh, we find, for example, in complex societies in Mesopotamia, that deities were generally city deities, that they were um, the, the god of a city, generally at the, housed at the top of the ziggurat. And over the years, those uh, you know, city deities became house spirits of some sort. So you find house spirits uh, in a variety of different cultures. In ancient Roman times, uh, you find, for example, uh, the, the Laerium, the Laerium with the Lares, and the Lares are mm-hmm. your, uh, uh, your mm-hmm. house spirits, or the Depenites. Those were all house entities that Absolutely. you work with, or the, the genius of the Paterfamilias is a very uh, common uh, house spirit, an entity that you would appropriate, you would, uh, you would appease, that you would uh, give offerings to, and that would protect your home and house. You find it, as you rightly noted, in the Northern European tradition. There's a variety of different uh, sort of house spirits that would, as well as the Eastern European, we should say, very common uh, to leave out, for example, a bowl of milk, uh, and in turn that those house spirits will do work for you on your behalf. Uh, sewing and mending and cleaning and keeping your house safe. You find it all throughout the Mediterranean amongst the Sephardic Jews, amongst uh, Ashkenazi Jews in Eastern Europe. Uh, you find the concept of house spirits in the Middle East. You find uh, the concept of house jinn, of jinn that uh, live alongside you in your house, some of which can be uh, friendly and useful, and some of which can be uh, complex and messy and uh, and cause all sorts of trouble. And definitely you find it in, for example, Asia, Southeast Asia, the very concept of house spirits which are, or spirit houses even uh, is tied to this kind of notion of, of housing a spirit who might have been displaced from the land. And we'll talk a little bit about that later. Um, but they come in a variety of different forms. They're spirits of the dead, they're jinn, they're land spirits, they're maybe ancestors but they're always associated with the domestic and they're always associated with your domicile. Um, and they do show up in, in hoodoo as well. Um, so l- uh, let me ask Ms. Athena, is, do you work with uh, house spirits at all in your practice? Uh, and if so, what are some of the ways that you work with house spirits? Yeah, I find this conversation fascinating, um, especially with the idea of spirits that are helpful for housework, um, because I have yet to mm, encounter mm-hmm. one in my home who would do that. So I would like to ask how we go about 
um, putting out a job notice for that type of thing. Um, but honestly, yeah, that that would be a wonderful thing. The, the spirits, I haven't I haven't dealt with um, spirits in that regard, you know, in that traditional sense. But most of the spirits that I've encountered are spirits of the deceased that have not yet had closure with leaving a home. Uh, mm. I've encountered that. I grew mm-hmm. up in a home with such a spirit. I had one in my last yeah. home. Uh, my my last property was built on uh, the last um, on a hill where one of the last Civil War battles of the North was fought, and there were 15 oh, American wow. soldiers who were killed on that hill. Mm. And there was an awful lot of unsettled energy, lots of car accidents down my street, and the house always felt rather unsettled. And so mm-hmm. I I did a cleansing, and that was an arduous process because the spirit did not want to leave. And to the yeah. point where I was going to the church to get holy water and candles to perform mm-hmm. a ritual, and my garage door opener kept going up and down, up and down violently uh, oh, and wow. rapidly because it did not want me to leave and go about getting rid of it. And I had to time myself and speed through the opening of the garage door just to get out. So, you know, that was that was a dramatic uh, experience that I had. But for the most part, it's been deceased uh, deceased people who have lived in that home, have lived on that property, and yeah. for one reason or another have not been, um, uh, you know, able to cross over. So that's been most of my experience and most of the experiences of my clients who have come to me with help for that uh, or for help with that um, have been experiencing that same thing, mostly intrusive spirits that are out for mischief and harm and really yeah. needed to be driven out and not simply crossed over because they didn't realize they were dead. Um, but these traditional house spirits you're speaking of that, you know, certainly in, in Northern European, uh, Eastern European, many of these stories um, are very real, and these experiences mm-hmm. are very, very real. But um, my own personal experience has been mostly with living, lingering spirits of previously living people. Oh, wonderful. Yeah, that, you rightly point out that, that a lot of times that for people who are maybe encountering spirits, it's going to be the restless dead, and the restless mm-hmm. dead don't just wander always. They can be associated with the house. So house spirits mm-hmm. can be those dead spirits that need to be kind of uh, cleansed away. And I think that that's a really great segue into strategy and discussion of kind of some techniques. Now, Laura is going to come back at the end of our uh, show to give us a free spell. So be sure to tune in. It's a really cool spell that you don't want to miss. But let's start off first with uh, protective cleansing works. And we'll go to Miss Athena first, and then we'll go to uh, Laura. But w- let's start there because I think that's always a great strategy is to def- to build some form of defense and cleansing. Before you mm-hmm. decide to invite spirits into your house, you should know what to do when those spirits aren't entirely friendly. So we'll start off with really quickly just some strategies, quick things that people can do to cleanse their house of a spirit that is not friendly, of a spirit that is associated with the house that is a bit of a problem, mm-hmm. or how to appease, mm-hmm. etc. And then we'll open it up and then we'll go back to uh, how do you invite these spirits or build those relationships? Put out that job ad, as Miss Athena <laughs> jokingly put it. So let's start off first. Miss Athena, what is some mm. really uh, quickly, just some strategies that you would teach uh, your clients or your students to do if they mm-hmm. encountered a spirit that wasn't friendly? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's rather simple, actually, um, in, in the process. It's a chance to fumigate your home. Uh, first and foremost, mm. uh, and I and I like to uh, mix pine needles and white sage and agrimony and rue and 
verbena, mm-hmm. the, these kinds of ingredients that that are um, purging of energy, and burn that on a charcoal or a sensor or some sort of fireproof plate that you carry throughout your home. Uh, if you want to work in a different cultural modality, there's Tibetan ghost purging incense, which is wonderful. Mm-hmm. So any of these types of, of um Incense ingredients are really important for fumigating your home, and you would start with one room in the back of the house, um, usually working from top to bottom. Just smoke out that room. Get that smoke into all the nooks and crannies of that room. Open closet doors, open drawers. Mm -hmm. Get every nook and cranny in that room smoked out. Mm -hmm. Open your windows and allow that to to escape. And once that room is clear, Mm -hmm. then put up protection in that room. I usually use fiery wall of protection um, as as an important way of keeping that space protected from anything coming back in. Seal off that door, Mm -hmm. five spotting windows and doors. Do each room one at a time. Cleanse and then protect, and then move on to the next room. Work from the top and the back of the home to the front. And that's a great way to clear out that negative energy. And for ongoing protection, I I always have a Bible under the bed. I advise my clients to do the Uh, same, even if they, they are not religious. Open a Bible to Psalm 91 and have a pair of open scissors Mm -hmm. or a sharp knife laid on that page with the blades pointed towards your feet. It's a wonderful way to keep you protected Mm -hmm. as you sleep. Um, Camphor squares in the corners of each room or even just a pinch of salt. I like camphor squares Mm -hmm. um, in a glass of water on the side of the bed. I add some black cohosh. Uh, to that for protection these things keep away unwanted spirits and every night uh, or every time I set them down I'll pray uh, Ezekiel 34 Mm. I shall dwell in safety or Colossians Uh, uh, chapter 1 verse 20 I rebuke all spirits of torment and fear because I have peace through the blood of Jesus these are protective things that just send Mm -hmm. away any negative energy and keep it from coming back. And um, I have a very good relationship with St. Michael, and so I call upon Mm -hmm. him for protection from harm, spiritual or otherwise, and and I usually refer Mm -hmm. to him when there's a particularly negative energy in the home. So I do this whenever I move to a new home, whenever I feel I need a good Mm -hmm. cleansing, and I advise clients accordingly. And it's a simple thing that most clients can do. It doesn't require a lot of great skill. It requires mm-hmm. a lot of prayerful intent and, and just these ingredients. And uh, and you'll find you can cleanse a home pretty easily. Oh, that's fantastic. This is a really thorough, thorough way of cleansing and protecting oneself. And very traditional and old school in smoke in particular, any mm-hmm. type of incense, has always been reputed to either be a great offering or a great and powerful mm-hmm. way of driving out uh, spirits that are harmful. Thank you for that, Ms. Athena. Uh, Laura, sure. what are some ways that you you tell clients to uh, rid themselves of spirit, house spirits that are problematic or, or spirits of the house that are restless or to protect themselves? Just some quick strategies that you would teach your clients and students. Well, I use a lot of the same traditions that Ms. Athena does. Um, I would add mm-hmm. that I use a broom sprayed down with Chinese floor wash to get into the upper corners Mm -hmm. of rooms, especially ones that are kind of high up. I find that they like to dwell in spaces that can Mm -hmm. feel dark. So I encourage Mm -hmm. clients to focus on that. But I almost always nail down my property. And that's Mm. my final step that after, you know, I've gone through the steps of cleaning the house very much exactly the same way Miss Athena does. 
I then recommend that we nail down the property. And I do that Mm -hmm. using five iron nails, kosher salt, um, a hammer, and Psalm 23. And so you start in the front corner of your property and you go counterclockwise, dig a hole, nail the iron nail down into that corner three times hard, get it Mm. down into that property. You know, use a lot of intention when using that hammer. Then I pour a Mm -hmm. quarter cup of salt, you know, a good handful, you know, a, a fist of salt, you know, a handful of earth kind of size. And then I cover it back up. I read Psalm 23. I may repeat mm-hmm. the Shema, Shema Yisrael, Adonai Eloheinu, mm-hmm. Adonai Echad. And I will go in counterclockwise. And as I am doing, I shout anything on my property out. You know, get out, get mm-hmm. out. You are not welcome here. If you have not been invited mm-hmm. by me, this is not your home. This land no longer mm-hmm. is which that you live on. This land has been sold. Mm. You have to renegotiate. Like I just, I shout them out. Like this property is mm-hmm. gone. This is not yours. And then mm-hmm. once I complete that and I come all the way back to the beginning, then I leave out um, usually milk and honey, water and whiskey for any of the spirits that are didn't get out with that, meaning that they feel trapped there. And then I reestablish the, mm-hmm. for those of you that could not leave, that you are bound here, I offer new water, I offer new whiskey, I offer new honey, new milk, mm-hmm. and that you may be fed once a year, be well to this property, and we will be well to you. Um, that oh, usually works pretty mm-hmm. effectively for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is a very effective and, and powerful way of working, especially the, the, the shouting with strength and power. Uh, towards spirit, spirit responds to strength without a doubt. Um, I, you know, when I was an exorcist, that's one of the first things you learn is is you got to, your will has to be strong. That's the, what the spirit will respond to. Um, I, I'll just add one real quickly, and then we'll open this up for uh, to Laura to talk briefly about how do you start inviting these spirits in. Uh, one of the things I do for cleansing, uh, and this comes from the Virginian conjure tradition, you leave out a cup of water by the door and you add a crumble, a little bit of camphor in it and camphor draws spirits or drives them away. It's a very powerful uh, spiritual aromatic. Uh, and so you draw, put that overnight, you place it uh, at sunset and then the next uh, morning at dawn, you go and gather that uh, water that you've left by the door and you take it to a cemetery and then you take it to uh, the gravestone. If you know the person, you take it to the actual gravestone of the person. If you don't know the person, uh, like for example, it's just some random spirit, you take it to just a general grave and you pour out the water and perform a really quick mock funeral, uh, telling the spirit that this is their new home, that they are to lay here. You then offer them some cool water on top. If it's a, a gravestone, you pour the water actually over the gravestone and say some prayers, and then you walk away without looking back so sure. that they cannot follow you. And that's a, a way of what's called ghost laying, uh, and you lay the ghost down at the cemetery. So, Laura, if someone was interested, now we've got all the protection down, if someone was interested to actually work with house spirits, what are some small things? And, of course, remember, we have the free spell, so make sure to tune in at the end to hear the free spell. But what are some ways that people can start working with some of these spirits? 
Well, let me tell you about the way that we got our first house spirit, my children and I. And this is probably going on about 15 years ago. My husband had a very favorite pair of boots, which had reached the state of what I would call janky. They were no <laughs> longer something that he should be wearing out of the house or anywhere that had a puddle because they were worn through. And apparently old boots left outside with milk and honey. Now, I was in Texas, so I did mm. milk, honey, and cornmeal, all right, to make sure that I was, you know, respecting, uh, you know, where I was. And they will move into the boots. Before you bring them into the house, you will tell them what you want. Be very clear about the contract that you're establishing. I want you to keep my house clean. I will pay you every week on the Sabbath. I will pay you every week before we go to church or when we come back to church. I'll pay you on the solstices and the equinox. I'll pay you on Christmas. You always have to be very clear about what you want and what you're going to pay. Then I moved the boot inside and I placed it in a cabinet next to my oven, which was where I had space to get to, because these days we can't get under or behind ovens. And I asked this house spirit to pick up after the girls. And so when you start talking about having help cleaning, I really felt like this was a huge difference the amount of mess that toddlers can make is pretty spectacular. And <laughs> once our house, <laughs> once our house spirit came in, I really found that there was a lot less missing items. Now they still dumped the Lincoln logs and Tinker toys on the floor, but I didn't find 50 under the couch when I tried to clean. I found maybe one or two things that they couldn't mm. find. I had no problems finding matching socks. I didn't lose shoes as often. It really made a big difference for me as a mom trying to run a, a root work business and, you know, chase after one toddler and one early school age child. And it was, it was wonderful. And he moved with us to our next part um, of Texas. But he did not come with us to Rhode Island. He stayed with my oldest daughter, who stayed in our second house. So that's mm. a really simple process. I found it to be very mm. effective. Often older homes will already have house spirits nearby. Mm -hmm. Easy to invite in from the garden into the house. Mm -hmm. But if you are not getting any of that, and we'll talk about this a little bit more with a free spell, but you can go down to the crossroads and ask the spirit mm -hmm. to come home with you. Again, please mm -hmm. yeah. always remember to negotiate what you want and how often you pay their wages. Yes, yes. That's excellent, Wonderful. excellent. And always, and always start from a place of, of protection. Uh, you know, don't, don't just randomly invite spirits. But this is really great work. I mean, being able to connect with the crossroads, being able to connect with spirits that might already be there, 
uh, or inviting them into your house in a respectful way. Uh, fantastic. Thank you for that, Laura. This has been a really fun topic. Uh, again, be sure to tune in towards the end where we'll have uh, a free spell from Laura that will really kind of expand on this even further. But we are at the end of our segment. We're going to have Papa Newt come in and guide us on to our readings. The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rubric Hour with your host, Contraman Ali, and special co-host, Miss Athena. And this week's special guest, Laura Rivera, will be right back. We'll be taking calls from our listeners, answering their questions through spiritual divination and prescribing down-home conjure remedies and remediation. Our call-in clients are selected from among those who have filled out a short questionnaire at the Lucky Mojo Forum at forum.luckymojo.com. You can listen to the show online through Blog Talk Radio or via telephone by dialing 818-394-8535. If you filled out a client questionnaire at the forum, please dial in now to 818-394-8535 and press 1 to let us know that you're available to be on the air. We will select callers by their area code, and if your area code is announced, we'd like you to say hello and let me, your announcer, pop a newt, read a brief description of your situation before turning it over to our host. Now it's time to go to the phones and take our first caller. And our first caller is calling in from area code 757 in Virginia. This is Chris. Chris, are you there? Yes. Hi. How are you? Hi. Doing well. Welcome to the show. I see that you were on the radio show a couple <laughs> years ago, and that situation has, has changed. Uh, but you're calling in with a new situation. Is that correct? Yes, it is. All right, thank you. Now, you've had private readings with Ms. Kat Contramano Lee, uh, but have not gone to any other re- readers and root workers on this particular situation. Is that correct? That's correct. I haven't. All right. And Chris writes, a few months after my friend passed away, oh, I'm so sorry, I started hearing my TV pop. It will only pop at night and as soon as I doze off to sleep like clockwork. Now I live in a new home with my uh, walls pop instead instead of the TV. Is it a spirit, and what can I do to make the make it stop and go away? Turn it back to you, Contraband Ali. Well, thank you for that, uh, Papa Newt, and thank you for trusting us with your situation, Chris. Uh, I, my condolences for the loss of your friend. I'm very sorry to hear that. Oh, thank you. Uh, you have call, you've called to the right show. This is, ex- mm-hmm. this is the spirit-themed show for the past few weeks, so this is exactly the right uh, time to call in. What we're going to do is we're going to have yes. um, we're going to have Miss Athena do your first reading. She's going to check to see if it is ex- if there is indeed a spirit there uh, or what the spirit might perhaps want or, or desire. Okay. Um, and then we're going to have Laura do your second reading, and then I'm going to come in and give you your uh, consultation. I'll give you the root work advice of what you can do or what you should do. Uh, but before we turn okay. this over to Laura, just some uh, really quick uh, uh, questions to clarify things. Uh, first, uh, how long ago did your friend pass? You said a few months. Is that correct? Um he passed away in 2016, and um, I started hearing it a okay. few months later. Okay, so this has been going for for a couple of years now, uh, and you heard it a few yes, months off after and on. Uh, he passed away. Okay. And yes. uh, what sign of the zodiac are you? If you what I'm sign Aquarius. of the zodiac are you? An Aquarius. Aquarius. Okay, wonderful. Mm-hmm. We're, we're going to turn this over to uh, Miss Athena, who will do your first reading. Okay, oh, thank great. You so thank much. you very much. Hi, Chris. 
I, I, my Hi. condolences on your loss. Um, thank you thank for you. for calling in. Um, if I understand correctly, you were first hearing these noises through your television, and then you mm-hmm. moved homes. You moved to a new home. Yes, um, in 2017, around March, I moved, and I didn't hear it at all. And now it's my walls, and it just started um, sometime last year. And it's like every few months it does it, but for the past two months, it's my walls have just been popping. Like as soon as I doze off to go to sleep, it's like it's alerting me to wake up, and it's very startling and annoying. Like before the call, I got a little nap, and as soon as I dozed off, the wall mm. popped. And and it happens like that quite often, and I just don't know what to do. I was just so surprised that you all were doing house spirits today. <laughs> and wow. when you say popping, does it sound like a knock, or is it a noise within the wall? How do you describe the pop? It's like within the wall. Mm. It's within okay. the wall, like a pop, like cracking noise. Cracking noises within the wall. Okay. I am reading the Lenormand, which is different than the traditional tarot, and um, I'm just laying out some cards now, and, and what I'm seeing is I definitely, the first card I have is the card of a house. So definitely we're speaking of energy that is within your home um, and where it's coming from. And I have directly in front of that several cards leading to the card of the man. So this is suggesting to me that it could very well be your friend who's trying to get your attention in some fashion, mm-hmm. or there's a male energy there that is that is causing this kind of a disturbance for you. And it's not meant to be in any way malicious. There's nothing here that's trying to frighten you, even though it's upsetting. There's nothing here that appears to be trying to hurt you or in any way be anything other than an intention-getting um, attempt by a male energy here to just let you know hi I'm still here. Um I do okay. feel that there is that there is something going on here uh in between that card of the house and the man. I have the card of the moon which is about emotions. This could be your feelings towards him and the loss that has happened, his feeling towards having left this earthly realm and uh and he wants to just make his presence known in some fashion. Um, I do see that there is, that right above him is your card. So it's you that he's trying to get the attention of. Um, uh, did he die of anything traumatic, or was it an illness? Um, yes, he was actually shot in front of a store in the head, and it was, like, so quick it was very, very small, mm-hmm. the doctor mm-hmm. said. Mm-hmm. He 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 because what we see many times when a death is very mm. traumatic and sudden this person really has a sense like they they don't quite accept that they're quite dead that they haven't yet moved oh. on because it's so sudden and they're still trying to claim their earthly space their earthly presence and I'm not suggesting that's what's happening with him but it could very well be an explanation with what is happening he hasn't quite accepted the fact that he no longer is in his body but in his mind he is and he's trying to get your attention and say see I'm still here I'm still here I still count mm-hmm. I'm still present um when in fact he has crossed over so he may be trapped in the in-between world and I I will let Conjamin Ali and Lara speak to that um but I do get the sense mm-hmm. that it, this may very well be this individual who is okay. struggling to transition but there's Thank nothing hurtful so here there's nothing frightening he he just wants your oh. attention and he feels you can help him okay. okay thank you so much thank you You're for that welcome. Miss Athena 
Thank you. We're going to have uh, Laura do your next reading and see what uh, further light she can shed on the situation. Okay. Thank, thank you. you very much for thank you very much for calling in. And I'm too. sorry for your your loss, but I think that there is perhaps something here that you may be able to do to help. I pulled the Three of Wands, the Ace of Swords, and the Queen of Wands. And on top of what Ms. Um, Althea said, I feel very strongly that there is something that he left behind. When we look at the Three of Swords, sorry, the Three of Wands, this is someone staring out over a desert into water with ships, and he's holding on to one wand, and two others are set slightly behind him. One is set behind him to the right, and one is set quite behind him to the left. The Ace of Swords says to me he's trying to get a concept, an idea, something very clearly said to you, and almost as if he's got that, that, that angel hand, that hand of God helping him try to get through to you. And when I see you as the Queen of Wands holding that wand, that staff, I feel like there's something that he left behind he needs you to look into. Did he leave behind a sister, any children, a spouse? somebody that he might have been taking care of that he wants wow. you to help take care of. Well, he did have two children, a boy and a girl. They were very young. Wow. Mm. I would encourage you to go and um, see the children, check on them, make sure that mm-hmm. they're healthy and they're happy and that they're being taken care of and then tell him what you found after you went to see them. Okay. Because I, I visit his site often, and I notice um, he passed away on July the 4th, so it's kind of weird that it makes these popping, like, crackling noises because he died mm-hmm. that morning. Mm. Right. Are his children accessible? Are you in the same state with him? Yes, um, his neighbor um, was actually my cousin, and um, I talked to him often, and his father just passed away a few months ago. He had cancer, um, my friend that passed, and um, Mm -hmm. I started hearing the pops more frequently after that. But um, I do talk to his cousin, his family a lot, so I can, I am able to get in contact with them to see the children. Yeah. Yeah, that would be Mm. my advice. Okay. We have we have a question. Thanks. We have a question from the chat room. Um, Doctor Sweets wants to know if you were in a relationship with this man. No, we had been friends. Um, we went to uh, middle school and high school together, and um, I hadn't seen him in years. And um, I started seeing him maybe mm-hmm. about five or six years ago. We kind of got close, but we've always just been friends. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Thank you for that, and thank you, uh, Laura, for that uh, wonderful reading. Uh, do you quickly just do you have any object that might belong to him, or or something of his in your house? Um, no, I don't, except for the obituary, and that's all. Okay. I don't have anything. Good. That's good because uh, if you don't have it, that means you don't have to take this. Because I'm going to give you a working. 
And in this working, if you had any physical objects, you would have to take them with you when you do this work. Uh, this is a okay. this is a classic case of of an entity that uh, wants your attention, as as Miss Athena uh, pointed out, um, but who can mm -hmm. become a bit of a nuisance, right? Even if he's well intentioned, yeah. interrupting someone's sleep is not always pleasant. Uh, and not always something yeah. that, that we want. So there's a couple of things that you can do to help address that. First and foremost um, is, as Laura has pointed out, you can seek out uh, his children, make sure that they're doing well. In other words, make sure that you hold up your end of, of what he wants you to do. Then two, okay. I would do a cleansing of your house. This is not an instance of driving a spirit away from you. This is an instance of encouraging a spirit to go. And so what you'll do is instead of using uh, smoke to kind of get into the nooks and crannies or any type of incense to kind of drive an entity out, what you'll do is get a Chinese floor wash, uh, add a little bit of uh, pine salt to it, uh, mix this together and start to wash your floors. As you're doing this, you should have a cup of water by your front door. And in that cup of water, you want to crumble a little bit of camphor. I, I mentioned this when we were talking about the discussion. But you're going to cleanse oh, your yes. house while that water is by the front door. You're going to wash your house from, front, uh, from back to front, top to bottom, all leading up to this cup. And you're going to leave the cup alone. You're going to wash everything nice and clean, but you're going to leave that cup by your front door. You're going to take this sort of used floor wash water, uh, walk it to a crossroad, dump in the water into the crossroads, and come back and try to go to sleep, leaving that cup of water by the front door. Now you're going to, on the next day when you wake up, you're going to take that cup of water with the camphor that's in it, and you're going to walk it to a cemetery or drive to the cemetery, wherever his grave is, you're going to take that water and see if you can uh, visit him. As you go there, okay. this is also if you had any objects of his, you would take that with you. You don't, so you don't have to do this portion, but you should take the water. Once you reach the cemetery, go to his actual grave, spend a few minutes there talking to him about his children. So-and-so, I went and visited your kids. They're doing well. They're healthy. They're strong. Uh, they miss you. But it's time for you to move on. It's time for you to be at rest. You had a hard life. You had a long life. The time has come, you know, for you to be, the time has come for you to be at peace, at rest. Uh, no matter how things have ended, just talk from your heart, right? No matter how things have ended, no matter how worried you are about your kids, You've got to put your trust in God. No, as if he was right there and you're giving him advice. You've got to put your trust in God and know that it's time. It's time for you to be at rest. You're going to take that water and pour it over his tombstone. And you're going to use it to kind of wash him, just very lightly with your hands. Wash that water down the tombstone so it drips all the way down into the dirt itself. You're going to take a small tea light and you're going to light that tea light on the tombstone and you're going to say, this is your new resting place, my friend. Here you will be at peace. Here you will be with the angels. Talk to them comfortingly, soothingly. Uh, then, once you're done talking to them, you'll feel a shift. Uh -huh. You will feel something change. You'll feel uh, a breeze, you'll feel uh, a sort of calmness come down, and that's an indication that the ghost is now at peace, that the spirit has now accepted that they are now where they need to be. 
then you're going to walk away without looking back. And that's very important. You don't look back because if you look back, you are inviting the mm-hmm. spirit to follow you home. So walk away without looking back and take a different route home. When you get home, what I want you to do is get some protection oil. You don't need fiery wall of protection. This is a friend. You're not trying to cause, you know, setting up walls of fire. But you do want to seal your home off a little bit. So you're going to take uh, uh, protection oil and you're going to five spot your door in each corner. You're going to start with the left, right, bottom right, uh, bottom left, and then right in the middle. You're just going to dab a little bit of that oil, close your door, and see what's different. If the popping continues, you're going to need to repeat the process, and you'll do it as many times as necessary until the popping stops. If the popping stops right away, then you'll know that you've been successful and you were able to kind of send the spirit back to where he needs to be. I don't sense you need to do a lot of heavy work. I also don't sense that you're going to need to do uh, this a lot. He's not going to fight. You know, he's not here to cause issues. Uh, Miss Athena pointed out that he's not really a malicious entity, but rather just really kind of wants attention. And that's all that's needed here. You're going to give him the attention that he wants, but you're going to give him that attention at the grave, not at your house. You're going to the grave, and that's where you're going to give his attention. And when you were there, you can also promise him. You're going to be like, if you stay here and you rest, I'll be sure to visit your grave regularly and bring you flowers or bring you water or bring you whatever it is that he liked in life. And that's, uh, that's a, you know, a way of reminding him, basically giving him a treat when he behaves well. It's helping to train spirits that if you want attention, I'll give it to you, but I'll give it to you within the right context, when I'm ready and at the right place. So that's what you want to do. I recommend uh, you do this working. I do sense that you'll, you'll be successful here. Let's see if uh, Laura or Miss uh, Athena have anything further to add onto this working. I- I did have a question real fast. Um, so the caller, sure. the guy, the guy did like me. He did like me a lot, but we never talked in that way. And also, what if he is in? I think he's in a mausoleum. I think he may be buried there. What it, can I do the same thing? But it, besides, maybe pour the water. Yeah. Okay, I could do the same thing. Yeah, you can do the exact same thing. Whether he's in a mausoleum, whether he's at a physical uh, dirt graveyard or he's been cremated. Oh, it works the same way. You're just taking him okay. to the place where he's resting is what you need to do. Uh, and as long as you do that, uh, you'll be able to kind of uh, bring the spirit uh, where to where he needs to be. And the fact that, that he liked you is probably one of the reasons why he's, he's in your place rather than anyone else's. Uh, thank you for entrusting us with yeah. the situation. Unfortunately, we have run out of time. Uh, we wish you okay, all the best. thank you so much. Do, uh, yeah, do call us back and let us know how things turn out, okay? Okay, yes, I will let you all know about an update. Thank you so much, Conjurman. Oh, uh-huh, all right. All the Thank best. you all. Okay. We are going, we're going to take a quick break where Papa Newt is going to lead us on to our next caller who's calling in directly from the queue. Support for this programming is provided by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and located online at luckymojo.com. And by the Association of Independent Readers and Rootworkers, AIR, a directory of ethical and authentic conjure practitioners located online at readersandrootworkers.org. And by the Crystal Silence League, a free online prayer service of the Association of Independent Spiritual Churches located online at crystalsilenceleague.org. 
Now it's time to go to the queue and take our next caller. And we have uh, one with the area code of 601 with their hand up. Uh, 601, are you there? Yes. Hello. And what would you like to be called uh, during this session? Aunt. Aunt? Ah, oh, Aunt, it's good to have you. Did, uh, did you not sign up already? I thought I recognized that name. Uh, I back in February. There we go. Uh, yeah, we have you here. We have you here. I'm so sorry, Aunt. Uh, Aunt, I see you're calling in from Mississippi here. Um, you have been on the uh, show before. You've had, uh, uh, but you have not had any private readings with uh, Miss Catter Contraman Ali. And uh, Aunt writes, I would like to know, am I getting a new lady in my life? What is going on in my love life? Turning back to you, Conjurman Ali. Thanks, Papa Nude. Uh, it's great that we had you uh, in the in the queue. For some reason, you were under a completely different number than mm. what you signed up as, but it all worked out, and that's fine. Uh, luckily, we were able to, in one wonderful twist of fate, uh, pick pick you up, and out of the many people who had their hand up, and it turned out to be you. So great. Welcome to the show. Let me ask a couple questions, and, and then I'm going to uh, do your first reading. We're going to have um, Miss Athena do uh, – oh, and we're going to have uh, Laura do your second reading, and then Miss Athena is going to give you your root work recommendations. So first, uh, what sign of the zodiac are you at? What you say? What sign of the zodiac are you? I'm a Leo. You're a Leo. Okay. And how long have you been, when was your, how long ago was your last relationship? Um, my last relationship was like a few weeks ago. Like she just left. Like that, like that. I don't know she what's going left. on. Or so you're asking about what my love life future is prospect or what? I don't know what's going on. Okay, so you had a breakup a few weeks ago and you're trying to find out what's going on in your love life and where things are headed. From, from here. So I'm going to pull some cards and we're going to go from there. See what the spirits reveal to, to me. We do have uh, some issues here uh, that, that I'm going to speak to. Very first and foremost, we have the Six of Pentacles. The Six of Pentacles shows as a merchant who is doling out coins to the poor and the needy. Uh, and they're holding a little bit back for themselves. They have a scale, so it appears that they're just, but this is not a card of balance. There is something off in, in your relationships or your love life. Uh, generally, when this card, which is not a love card in any way, shape, or form, appears in a reading asking about love, it means that there isn't an equal partnership going on, that there is an imbalance of sorts, that the two people are not on the same path. And this is something that you need to be aware of, that going forward, or the people that you draw into your life should be on the same path. Uh, level as you and that you need to be on the same level as them, that there needs to be uh, equal footing. What we're looking for is a true partnership, not one that is uh, rooted in some type of power imbalance. So it is important uh, to recognize this. It's also important to recognize when the Six of Pentacles uh, uh, comes up, it is always an advice to open up emotionally, uh, open up physically, and open up financially as well uh, to focus on uh, making sure that you are in the best economic position possible and to demonstrate that uh, economic stability by allowing your money to flow freely. What this means generally is that 
and you are going to need to spend more time in places like coffee shops, etc., spending some money. Why do you need to spend money? Because money is a spirit that needs to flow. And when it flows, it allows all other things to flow as well. So be aware of this, that whenever the Six of Pentacles comes up in a relationship setting, it's about finding your own balance, addressing power imbalances, finding someone who is an equal partner to you and you are an equal partner to them so that it's not on two separate uh, levels, and also allowing your finances to flow freely. In other words, generosity as a spirit needs to be cultivated. For if that generosity is cultivated, it will start to bring the right people into your life. The next card is the magician, and the magician says that you should be doing some magical work, that you should not wait passively to receive the gift of love or passively to receive your ideal person, but to go forward and do some magical working in order to address the current situation, which is slightly knotted up and slightly uh, uh, convoluted. So start off with some type of cleansing work, some type of uncrossing love work, something to open up the heart, to open up the spirit, um, to really kind of uh, uh, look for uh, cleansing of the heart to look for uh, the blessings uh, that will come uh, from that cleansing. So start off there, cleansing things out, clearing away the mess, clearing away the hurt, clearing away past patterns, and then address yourself uh, towards uh, you know a new future. Direct and orient yourself towards a new beginning, one in which you say, I won't go back to the relationships I've had in the past, and instead I will address a completely new life. This is why that, that six of pentacles is so important. Allowing your money to flow freely, to being generous, it's not changing the energetic patterns. You will follow this up with work to draw the right person, some type of magical working to uh, draw, some type of come-to-me work, love-me work, where you will write down the qualities you are looking for in a person and draw that in. And finally, we have the lover's card, which indicates that, yes, you will not be long without love. Leo is one of those... Uh, signs that generally is well adored by people, even if they can be uh, abrasive and domineering at times, it means that you will find love. The lover's card is one that shows us Adam and Eve being blessed by a fiery archangel from above, indicating that the love that you will find uh, in the future is actually going to be enduring and lasting, and one in which you will have a very deep and spiritual connection with. Now, there is a final card known as the outcome card that I generally pull. It's a fourth card that kind of reveals anything that may be hidden. This here is the Seven of Pentacles. The Seven of Pentacles indicates that there is uh, some behind-the-scenes work that may still be needed. Uh, if you have any sort of debt, financial, spiritual, otherwise, uh, you will need to address those debts first and foremost, karmic, spiritual, uh, uh, financial. You need to focus on those, focus on self-improvement, focus on being just, focus on being generous, focus on addressing those first, uh, because that will act as a blockage for you finding love. So as you're doing this love work, you need to be mindful of some of the sort of financial things that might be going on as well. The two are tied to one another. So cultivate a sense of generosity, uh, address any sort of debt that you may have, karmic, financial, otherwise, emotional, otherwise, cleanse and purify the heart so that you may uh, go forward with uh, breaking the patterns of the past and then draw in new love. 
This is what I see for you here. We're going to have Laura do your next reading, and then we'll uh, have Miss Athena give you some root work advice. Hi, welcome. For, thank you for calling in. Thank you. I pulled And I was uh, married similar. one time to a girl named April, because um, I'm still married to a girl named April, but she moved to Washington. Okay. You know, it's interesting that you say that. I was I was wondering about that. The first card that I pulled was actually the card of justice, which kind of aligns in with the charity and balancing of the scales that Kanzaman Ali talked about. And that really seems to be kind of a core foundation of where things are headed because there's a lot of this previous strength of a relationship that's not quite over. Even if they've moved on, there's still the legal issues to resolve. I assume you haven't finalized your divorce yet. Is that correct? Yes, ma'am. All right. So that certainly, you know, just speaking as a woman, often it can be hard to want to get involved with somebody who has not ended those ties with a previous relationship. So between the card of justice and the ace of wands, which I pulled second, I would really encourage you to move forward and get that work done. We can look at it both as magical work, but also just the work in the process of finalizing that divorce and cutting Mm. that. Maybe some cut and clear might make some sense. But because the third card that I pulled With the Six of Swords, I feel like the advice I'd like to give you for looking for new love is to get out of the echo chamber of where you normally look. Change your horizon. Do some road opener. Maybe look for women in different environments. If you normally go to a social club, try going to church. If you normally find people at work Try them at a social club. Look at going to meet up. Try and find somebody who's outside of your normal avenues of meeting people. Break that pattern and travel a little bit. Travel to different areas and kind of reach out and try different new ideas. And maybe what will work is bringing somebody with a different perspective into your life. We have a habit, you know, Leos tend to um, hunt the same prey, tend to have a type and a personal preference, maybe change that up a little and date in a, a wider variety of people. Mm. All right. Mm. Yes, ma'am. Thanks. Thanks, Laura. Before we go to Miss Athena, um, j- just want to state here that so you didn't you didn't tell us in your uh, sign up that you were you were married or you were going through that, but that really speaks to the debt that showed up in the cards as well as Agreed. the justice that uh, that Laura brought up and, and Laura touched on this very I think gently, um, but I'm going to be a little bit I'm going to be a Torian here I'm going to be blunt. Um, those the six of pentacles there, uh, and and the pentacle the pentacle cards that have showed up, as well as the justice card, indicate that this is imbalance. You are not in a state of uh, of right at the moment. You need to make right. So something has to be done to pay this debt, whether it is 
bowing, the final, the, the finalizing the legal aspect of things, uh, emotional closure, financial closure, if money is owed, all of these things have to be addressed because if they're not, they're going to continue the pattern that you're currently stuck in where you're going to have relationships that fall apart, the, uh, the kind of spirit that you're in, the state that you're in is not a particularly good one for drawing love that is enduring. You will draw people, but people will find you in a state of spiritual impoverishment because you haven't addressed those debts. So I want to really emphasize that you need to you need to address the justice card and the six of pentacles ASAP because that's the only way that you're going to really find the love that you're looking for and love that is going to Agreed. be enduring yeah. in some way. So let's turn this over Absolutely. to Ms. Athena who uh, is going to give you some root work advice on how to address all of this uh, and help you move forward. Yeah, th- that was excellent advice because <clears throat> what I've been hearing is so much in the mundane world that needs to be done. All of these issues with your past marriage, with the, the debts you have to that relationship and, and all of the things that are holding you back in the past. Those are things you're going to need to work through um, <clears throat> in the mundane world, in the practical world. So get that settled, and that's going to set you up for for a better opportunity to find the right kind of person for you in the future. Um, so once you've absolved yourself of all of those responsibilities, um, what I'd like you to do is get some uncrossing bath crystals. And what you're going to do is bathe for seven nights in uncrossing bath crystals, and you're going to use this opportunity to cleanse yourself, not of these responsibilities because they live in the mundane world, but what I'm also hearing are past patterns and behaviors and ideas and attitudes and the approach you've taken to relationships that has not served you well for the long term. So you're going to cleanse yourself of past habits, past patterns, past beliefs of who your ideal mate is, your ideal partner. You're going to open yourself up to to new roads, but first you have to remove yourself from all of these past patterns. So do this for seven nights with uncrossing bath crystals. Save a little bit of the bath water in a cup. Take it to a crossroads after you've bathed. Dry yourself off, um, air dry. Don't dry with a towel. And then take a cup of that water to the crossroads and throw that to the west because you're shedding things. And walk home, don't look back. Do that for seven nights, and that's going to at least start uncrossing some, you from some of these past patterns. Um, then you're going to do some blockbuster work. You can light blockbuster candles. You can work with blockbuster oils um, on candles. You can have candles lit for you at the Missionary Independent Spiritual Church. Whatever you need to just start with a blockbuster um, approach, and I think a candle will serve you well with that. Once you've done all of that, you've prepared yourself, now you've opened yourself up, and now we're going to draw in the ideal partner, not more of these same kinds of partners that have led to disappointment and imbalance and injustice in your world. We want you to find the ideal partner for you. And to do this, what I suggest we do is a lodestone spell with a candle. And what I want you to do is get a pair of large matching lodestones. These are not the little ones that go in mojo bags. This is a good large size. And you're going to get a male and a female matching pair. And the male, you'll note, has the pointy end. So that's the male and the female uh, is the other one. And when you put them together, they have a magnetic pull towards each other. And this is going to be important in bringing to you the ideal perfect mate for you. You'll also need a packet of magnetic sand. 
some come-to-me oil because you're drawing in the ideal partner for you now and you want her to come to you. And then I also want you to get a red figural candle, like a lover's candle or a red bride and groom candle, those candles that show um, partnership in a single candle. Okay, and you can get those from Lucky Mojo, and they work very well for this kind of spell. And you'll also need a heat-resistant glass tray or a plate to set all of this on. So before you begin, determine which ends of the lodestones draw to each other most strongly. They're like magnets, and so you'll find very easily the ends that are uh, most drawn to each other. Place them on a tray some distance apart with the attracting ends facing each other. And behind them and in between them, forming a triangle, you're going to set up your candle. And you're going to carve on the male side of the candle your name, your full name, your birth date, from the base of the candle to the top. And on the female side, you're going to carve from the base of the candle to the top, my ideal partner. Because as Conjurman Ali said, it's partnership that you really want, not just a lover or somebody to um, spend time with. You want a partner, a true partner who is an equal to you. So carve that, my ideal partner, from the base to the top. Beneath the candle, I want you to put a piece of paper on which you've written your petition in red ink. And write from your heart, bring me a happy, loving relationship in which I'm an equal partner and I've found my equal partner. Words to that effect. Speak from your heart, write from your heart. Do that in red ink on this paper. That's going to be your petition. Put that underneath the candle and dress the candle in come-to-me oil. Okay, so now you have this triangular pattern on your tray with the candle at the top and the lodestones at each of the two bottom ends, okay? Now you're going to name the lodestones, one for you and one that simply says, my ideal partner, that you wish to attract, okay? So just bless them, baptize them, name them. And beneath the lodestone, place a small piece of paper in which you've written your name in red ink, your birth date. You can include a personal concern, like a strand of hair or something. Fold the paper over that. Put that underneath your lodestone. Beneath her lodestone, put a similar piece of paper in red ink that lists all of the qualities that you seek in your ideal partner. Be specific, but also be realistic. You know, you're not asking for an international supermodel who makes millions a year. Be very specific, but very realistic about what is needed in your ideal partner and what's going to make you happy in a relationship with her. So write those out. Put that piece of paper beneath her lodestone. Okay, and for um, uh, on the first day, you're going to dress that candle, as I said, with come-to-me oil. Sprinkle a little bit of that oil on each lodestone. Light the candle, and you're going to feed the lodestones with a pinch of the magnetic sand, a little bit on each of the lodestones, okay? Concentrate on your desires. You really need to bring your energy into this and pray for your heart for an ideal partner to come to you. And do this every day for seven days, and you're moving the lodestones a little closer to each other each day. All right? And you'll light the candle each day, burn it a little bit at a time, move the lodestones a little bit at a time, concentrate your desires, let that candle burn down, and by the end of that candle, the lodestones will be touching each other. Place those lodestones still on their tray under your bed where they can continue to draw to each other and bury the wax remains in your front yard or in a potted plant by your front door, and that will help draw in your okay. ideal new partner. Thank, thank you for that, Miss Miss Athena. That is a, a wonderful working and, and I think excellent for uh, what's needed here. 
Um, thank you also to Ant for, for coming to us with this situation. We're going to take a quick break uh, for some announcements, and Papa Newt's going to come in and, and guide us on to our free spell. The LMC Radio Network is a media alliance whose excellent shows include the Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rootwork Hour with Catherine Ironwood and Conjurman Ollie, Sundays, 3 to 4.30, the Crystal Silence League Hour with John St. Germain, Tuesdays, 5 to 6, Blue Flag Root Radio with Lady Muse, Fridays, 4 to 5, and The Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron with Elvira Love and Phoenix Le Fay, Fridays, 6 to 7, all time specific, Add three hours for Eastern, sponsored by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. And now it's time for a free spell segment with Laura Rivera, found on Chester House, Rhode Island, on Facebook in Providence, Rhode Island. Take it away, Laura. Oh. Oh. Laura, are you there? Did we lose Laura? Laura, hello. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. <laughs> Mercury had struck again. <laughs> I'm, I'm here. I'm here. Oh, <laughs> Sorry about oh, that. Wonderful, wonderful. No worries. Uh, so thank Go you ahead, very Laura. much. Mercury is definitely above and beyond in retrograde. Apparently, it's sitting in my lap at the moment. So... <laughs> I'm going to suggest that we do this crossroads spell after Mercury in retrograde has ended so that there's no miscommunication with the spirit you want to bring home. This is a variation on a spirited spell. There are other examples of this spell that can be found in Trolldom by Johannes Gardbach. This is a variation that was given to me by another friend of mine who is in Sweden. And he says that if you want to bring a spirit back, to your home to protect your doorways so nothing evil comes in. You take four small jewelry boxes, and inside each, you are going to place a bit of broken mirror. You're going to go to a four-sided crossroad, not a three-way crossroad, as is common in Trollden. He specified four specifically. And you're going to place each box in the grass or walkway, sidewalk area, not on the road. So in the corners around the crosswalk, around the crossroads. You're going to set one down. You're going to cross the road going clockwise. Set down the second. Cross the road going clockwise. Set down the third. Cross the road going clockwise. Set down the fourth. And you're going to turn around and go back through the crossroads, one, two, three roads you've crossed until you're back at the first box you've sat down, and you're going to quickly cover it with a lid, and you're going to pick up that box, and you're going to take it home because that's got your spiritus in it. When you get to your home, choose your front or back door depending on which one has the most traffic. For me, it's my back door. It's got those long driveways, so we all go in our back door. When you open the door, you're going to open the box, and you're going to set it down, and you're going to say, this is your new home. I will pay you every year 
or four times a year on the equinoxes and the solstices or every week after church if you will make sure no evil comes through this doorway. This is your job and your new home, and I will see you fed, and you will have the respect of the house. Then put the box in a location near that doorway. You can put it under a stair. You can put it under a floorboard. You can stick it in a corner behind the house. You can move the box into a nicer box. Just leave the box, you know, put the box into another box. And this is your spirit at home. And they will keep anything evil from coming in your front door. You will know that this is very clear when you have people who come visiting and suddenly change their mind and don't want to come in the house or they've decided they don't need to come in or they just want to leave you something. This is a really good way to make sure that nothing accidentally crosses over your doorstep and gets into your house where you don't want it. Wow. And that's it. Wow, that is fantastic, fantastic work. Yeah, having a spirit guardian is is immense. We did a workshop on spirit guardians at the Hoodoo Heritage Festival, and it is an intense and powerful form of protection and one that really, really works. I mean, you mentioned people will change their mind about entering your uh, doorstep. And that's so, so, so true. Um, um, so you you mentioned, for example, um, the leaving food out for your spirit on Christmas Eve, equinox solstices, or on Sundays when you come home uh, from church, and how often you feed the spirit, uh, feed the spiritist must remain consistent. Can you mention for briefly what happens when you break that contract? What happens when you don't feed the spirit? What happens when you, um, you know, renege on your end of the deal? Well. I can give you a real-world example of what happened to me. I had Mm. spirits that I had trapped in the house that I was living in in Saxby. And they were spirits that I had trapped. They were not fed, but the response was similar. Our house got caught in that big mortgage. You know, everybody started having Mm. the houses foreclosed on. Mm. And so when I moved out of the house, I simply released the spirits Mm. and the cement foundation of the house cracked. The house flooded and the second floor fell into the first floor. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. After that experience, I never reneged or released spirits into a house because that was pretty spectacular. I mean, this is this is one of the reasons we need to be very clear about this, right? It's like um, if you're doing this type of work, if you are inviting a spirit into your house, if you're going to build that contract with the spirit, you need to make sure that you can maintain it. And this is one of the – a lot of people who do this type of work who are interested. There's a lot of people with interest. Oh, I want to work with one of my ancestors. Oh, I want to set up a spirit altar. Oh, I want to work – invite a spirit into my house and have a house spirit. Oh, I want to work with this saint or this entity or this deity or whatnot. Um, but then they, the interest is there, but the consistency is not. Uh, this is not role-playing. This is not a, a game, and it's not about collecting spirits like shiny objects that you can place in your window. So you need to ask yourself, if you have the 
uh, overduly capacity to be consistent with an entity? And if not, then know that there are consequences well, for that. So I think that's, I think your emphasis on consistency there is so, so important, and I appreciate uh, you bringing that up. Um, I hope that people uh, learned a lot from this, and I hope that people learn from this particular uh, working. Um, thank you for the free spell. We are at the end of our uh, show. It was such a pleasure having you on, uh, as well to you, Miss Athena. The show wouldn't have been possible without either of you and the amazing discussion that we have, as well as that really fantastic, fantastic free spell. We're going to pop a new come in and get us our outro, and then we'll all come back and say some last words and goodbyes. Thank you, Contraman Ali, and thank you, Miss Athena, for being our special co-host this week, and thank you, Laura Rivera of Cheshire House, Rhode Island, on Facebook in Providence, Rhode Island, for being our guest the last three weeks. We invite you to join us the, uh, next week when our special guest from the Association of Independent Readers and Root Workers will be Co Meadows of CoMeadows.com in Auburn, Alabama, bringing us the topic on Doll Baby Conjure. Once again, we come to an end of another Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rupert Hour brought to you by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California. You can find Conjurman Ali at theconjurman.com in Mission Viejo, California, and Miss Athena at GothamConjure.com in New York City. I'm your announcer, Papanew, joining you from Papanew.com in Omaha, Nebraska. The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rupert Hour can be heard every week live on Blog Talk Radio at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, and the shows are available and archived by LuckyMojo.com slash RadioShow.html. For all of us at Lucky Mojo, I'd like to say thank you for being here and invite you to tune in once again next week at the same time when you'll hear the familiar strains of the Memphis Jug Band playing the Jug Band Waltz. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> Goodbye. Thank you, Papa Newt. Uh, thank you for being our stalwart guide and, and helping us through the show. Um, thank you again to uh, Miss Athena for joining us as the guest co-host. It was such a pleasure and, and uh, thrill and treat to have you join us uh, and have a really wonderful conversation with you. Uh, thank you, thank Ms. you. I enjoyed it. Uh, oh, thank you, Laura. Yeah, it was great having you. Thank you, Laura Rivera, for this really great back-to-back series on spirits. This was really the first time we've tried this, and hopefully we'll continue to do something similar like this in the future. It was so fun getting the chance to talk to you over the past few weeks. Thank, Thank you, you all so for much tuning for having in. me. <laughs> Have a great week, and we will see you all next week where Miss Cat will be coming back. Bye, everyone. Bye. Goodbye. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.